What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Thursday edition of The Squeeze. I am Tyler Conium. An interesting night last night. We went one and two. And just off the top, sometimes it's the bets you don't make. And that's in a good way. And sometimes that's in a bad way. I was looking at the Indiana Pacers, Toronto Raptors line yesterday. And at one point, the Pacers were plus 400. I think it closed at plus 350. I'm sitting there going, I've seen the Raptors play almost every game this season. And they have not played the Indiana Pacers well. They never do. I know Tyler Halliburton is out. That's probably why the line is that way. But plus 400. Raptors are playing well, but they've been very inconsistent this season. Didn't make the bet. Of course, the Raptors lost that game. So kicking myself a little bit for not betting against my favorite team because plus 400. That just, Sometimes the line just pops out. It doesn't make sense. Should have gone with my gut, and I didn't. And... We did go 1-2 and two officially yesterday. The Philadelphia 76ers smoked the Chicago Bulls. That game was never close. Um, we did miss on the New York Knicks. They lost by 7 to Miami. They were close the whole time, but they did lose that. And then the hockey parlay hit the Oilers. They won an overtime, but the Colorado Avalanche got beat bad by the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I, hockey parlays... Even though it was just money line, probably not the best idea. Um, hockey can be very sporadic, a little bit inconsistent, especially with wins and losses. And we're at the point of the season where teams are fighting for a playoff spots. Uh, some teams are in, like Colorado. How much do they have to play for with them being in? Pittsburgh's fighting for a spot. So didn't hit that. Um, had nine bets overall. So if you do follow me on Twitter, we had some nice hits. We hit Zach Levine's player prop. We hit the Golden State Warriors on the money line. That was close. They only won by two. But player props haven't been too great to me this year. Um, overall, we were down. I was down about 1.8 units, one unit here on the, on the squeeze. But missed out on the MB, Desmond Bain, Pat Connington. So just some bad luck with player props. And learning that NBA averages... It's easy to set the prop right where the average is. And then when you watch the games, you realize players tend to go quite a bit over or quite a bit under. And that's where their average lands in the middle. But they don't usually get to the average. So it's almost like flipping a coin where they go over or where they go under. So be it. We are here today. It's the return of March Madness. It's the return of the Sweet 16. It's all basketball today. So if you're not a basketball fan... Wait till tomorrow. Um, there is a lot of hockey, but I will and I will have a lot of hockey bets uh, that I'll post on my Twitter page today because there's just too much of that. So add Tyler Conium on Twitter to get in some hockey. But we're gonna start in the Sweet 16. We're gonna start with the Michigan. Sorry, we're gonna start with the Yukon Huskies, who are playing Arkansas today. I've got Yukon to go to the final to the. Now, I've got them to go to the Elite Eight. I've got them to lose in the next round. But I really like UConn this season. They come into this game. They were 27-8 and in the regular season. Arkansas, 22-13. and The spread is not that big. Three and a half points. I actually think the Huskies could win by much more than this. Uh, UConn has a defensive advantage when Arkansas's offense is on the court. Uh, UConn has the 15th ranked defense in the nation. Arkansas is 48th in offensive efficiency. The UConn offense and the Arkansas defense are fairly evenly matched, but the UConn offense is ranked number two in the division. Arkansas comes in at number 19. This is a defensive tournament. You know if you followed this, I err on the side of defense, but number two in offense, that's a pretty big number. Um, UConn does appear to have a fairly significant momentum advantage. They come into this playing well above their normal uh, at 80th in the country in positive momentum, while Arkansas has been much more towards the bottom of the pack. Haslam Metrics and Ken Palm have this as more of a seven-point spread, and you're getting it at three and a half here, which I really, really like. Um, I don't think... Uh, so the Razorbacks in their last game against uh, with Arkansas against Kansas, Kansas' top big man, K.J. Adams, he missed... 
10 minutes of that game with foul trouble, who is second in the league in rebounding, which is a big deal. Um, Arkansas can't really shoot the ball very well from behind the arc. Their mid-range game isn't the best. Huskies have great ball movement, great spacing, offensive versatility. As I mentioned, the second-ranked offense in the nation. Um, and then, like I said, Ken Palm and Haslametrics both have this at seven points, and I trust that. Um, and injuries don't appear to be a factor or anything like that. Travel, all of that stuff. So give me the Yukon Huskies minus three and a half. That's minus one eighteen at Pro Line Plus. The other game I like today is Michigan State and Kansas State. I am leaning towards Kansas State winning this game outright. I have that on my bracket. I like that as well. I will probably be playing that as well. But I am going to go with a total on this game. I like this game to go over. So I think in terms of who's going to win, who's going to lose, I think this is more of a coin flip. But a lot of forecasts have this as sort of a 70-70 point finish coming down to one point. This line is set at 137.5, which I think is low. Um, Michigan State should have a lot of success attacking, attacking Kansas State in transition. Spartans don't want to play that quick of a tempo. Tom Izzo likes to slow the ball down definitely, but they do look to uh, push in fast breaks more than they like. Um, I expect them to succeed against Kansas State's defense that allowed over 12 points, over a point per possession in transition is one of the worst in the Big 12. So although the half-court offense uh, is more slow for Michigan State, they do like to pick up the pace. And when they get on the fast break, they can. And Kansas State isn't that great at covering that. Each team has guards that should be able to play regularly and score in the half-court. And this game will have a faster pace than expected. Um, even after a slow start between Kansas and Kentucky, the game did ultimately go over. So Metrics and Ken Palm again has this game to finish around 71-70. That's 104. Um, the tempo will be a bit higher than you will see in a game like UConn and Arkansas. Michigan State does have an advantage in momentum. They've been playing better as of late. They're currently ranked 80th in positive momentum. But both these teams are fairly inconsistent. Michigan State is one of the more inconsistent teams, 288th nationally. Kansas State, close to the average, but still relatively inconsistent. I think these teams are going to be able to score on each other. I think this game has overtime potential if it's tied. So I do like this game to go over the total of 137.5. You can get that for minus 105 at FanDuel. Our last bet of the day, we move to the National Basketball Association. We've got the Cleveland Cavaliers facing the Brooklyn Nets. We just won this exact same bet. And they're coming back with a line that's still 3.5. And this does not make any sense to me. Uh, Cleveland just beat Brooklyn two days ago in Brooklyn, 115-109. Game was not particularly close. It was a six-point win, yes, but it closed a lot closer in the fourth quarter. Cleveland was dominating for most of the game there. Um, over has gone 7-2 and two in the last nine meetings. I've, I expect Cleveland can score on Brooklyn quite a bit. Cavaliers haven't been great in Brooklyn, but they have no injuries to report. Ben Simmons is out indefinitely. I know Ben Simmons hasn't been great, but that's still a pretty big part of the uh, Brooklyn Nets puzzle there. Cleveland has won four of their last five games. They beat Brooklyn, beat Washington, lost to Philly, beat Charlotte, beat Charlotte. They've been playing really good basketball as of late. And you look at Brooklyn, they're just, they're done, right? After, since the trade of Kevin Durant, they are toast. They've lost four straight games to Cleveland, to Denver, to Sacramento, to Oklahoma City. They're just not playing good basketball. They're not scoring. They scored 109, 102, 96. They're not putting the ball in the basket. And I just don't expect, you know, they're 0-4 ATS in their last four, 0-4 overall in their last four. I think Cleveland can win these back-to-back games. And Cleveland's making a push now. This is the time of year they've got Donovan Mitchell. They've got... But um, Mobley, like these are good players that want to win basketball games and really push towards the top of the Eastern Conference standings. Brooklyn doesn't really have much to play for. They're in this sort of the awkward spot of 39 and 33, probably in the play in. But what can they do now that their team looks so much different? 
I think the Cleveland Cavaliers can win this game again and just dominate on defense with Jared Allen, Mobley. I think they can get it done against the Brooklyn Nets. So give me the Cleveland Cavaliers, minus three and a half or minus 115 at BetMGM. Those are your three bets for this Thursday. I have got the Yukon Huskies minus three and a half for minus 118 at ProLine Plus. I've got Michigan State and Kansas State to go over 137 and a half for minus 105 at FanDuel. And give me the Cleveland Cavaliers minus three and a half for minus 115 at BetMGM. As always, drop a comment if you're fading or following. You can follow me on Twitter at Tyler Connie for more picks and props throughout the day. TikTok and Instagram for just the picks portions and audio versions available on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Have a good Thursday. Enjoy the Sweet 16. What a great time of year. Let's talk sports.